Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? It's Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. The Power Rankings Show. This is a Power Rankings Short. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison. I'm joined, as always, by at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we are going to keep up with our theme of doing some draft-related content. We wanted to do some draft shorts this week. And uh, one of the ones that we had is kind of simple Simon stuff, but it's worth addressing, which is the best team draft of the 2023 draft. And I haven't talked to Marcus about this, so I'm, I'm a little curious who you picked. I wonder if I could guess. Go ahead, guess. I'd like to hear your guess. I feel like it's an AFC team. Am I You're right? Correct. I think. I, I, okay, I think that you liked what a couple teams in the AFC East did. Uh, I think you liked what the Patriots did. I know you like Buffalo's first round pick, and I think you even like what the Jets did. Now the Dolphins, maybe not as much. Yeah. But I have a feeling you liked what one of the AFC West teams did as well. And it's not the Chiefs. I think you might have liked what the Chargers did. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Patriots here. That's gonna be my guess. You nailed it. That's exactly who I picked was the New England Patriots. I I thought they absolutely crushed it. Um they one of my favorite things is they made eleven picks in this draft. And I thought yeah. that roster really needed a lot of turnover. So making that many picks in itself was great. But, Ellie, let's start with the first one. It's cornerback Christian Gonzalez, who we mm-hmm. talked about on a, a former episode. I thought he was the best cornerback in the class. If he went at four or five, I wouldn't have thought that was a bad pick. He goes to 17. He gives Bill Belichick a bona fide number one cornerback to pair with the Joneses, Jonathan Jones, Marcus Jones, Jack Jones. I think he's going to be a star. Let me just stop you there because this is the most important pick. Mm-hmm. They they were at 14. They traded three spots back. I think they got a fourth mm-hmm. uh, for doing that. Um, the Seahawks took a kid from Illinois, I think, that went number five. So for people that aren't draft Knicks like you, that don't live in this stuff, they actually have a life. Sorry, I didn't mean to say no, that. Uh, how, does he comp- how does he compare with, say, who Seattle took? So Devin Witherspoon, the kid from uh, mm-hmm. Illinois, he I, he's a little bit more physical. He's a better tackler. I think he can play in the slot and in the outside. But the difference for Gonzalez is he's just far bigger and mm-hmm. far more athletic. And I like his ball skills. And I think you can clean up his technique a little bit. But he's going to the best defensive coordinator, defensive coach of all time in Bill Belichick. I, I'm pretty confident he's going to be able to figure things out. You might need to go a little easy there on the best defensive coach of all time. I'm not saying he doesn't belong in a discussion. I'm just I, going well, you a little put, easy. You put there. Buddy up there, number one. Honestly, I'd put Dick LeBeau over Buddy Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm putting yeah. number, I'm putting Bill at number one. Yeah, that's okay. I, I just I'm just pushing back on you. Okay, let's go to their next pick. Uh, did they get you know day two right the way they got day one right? Yes, and 
I'm going to go off on these consensus board and mock draft rankings because none of that stuff really matters until you get to like the team fits. And the guy they drafted in round two, Keon White, maybe mm-hmm. wasn't as high for everybody on their consensus board or their top 100s. But when you think about his fit in New England on the defensive line, it's perfect. No defensive mind in the league knows how to use these six foot five, 285 pound defensive linemen better than Belichick. And this guy ran a 4.60 40-yard dash. He's an incredible athlete. You're going to see White Tweener. move up. Yeah. You're going to see him move him up and down the defensive line. He's going to mm-hmm. be a five technique. He's going to be a three technique. It's the it's the perfect fit for a Bill Belichick style defense. And he went somewhere like around 46, right? Yeah, exactly. Somewhere. 46, yep. Yeah, okay. I remember when he went. Uh, all right, I'm a little hazy on the rest of their draft just off of memory. So I want to ask you, okay, so they took 11 guys. Obviously, these are the two most important mm-hmm. guys. What are the ones that just jump off the page to you like, wow, that's a value pick? Marte Mapu, their third-round pick from Sacramento State. And this is, again, where consensus boards and yeah. top 100s make me mad because – Thumbs down. They gave the thumbs down on this Right, one. because it's I a small that. school yeah. safety – who's 217 pounds, who might have to make the transition to linebacker in the NFL, kind of one of these hybrids that you're not sure what to do with. Is there any coach or any team in the league that knows how to use these hybrid safeties better than Bill Belichick? I mean, how many do they have on the roster right now between Kyle Duggar and Jabril Peppers and Adrian Will or Adrian Phillips? They know how to use these guys. He's going to come in right away, play a million snaps. And I think, to me, reminds me a lot of Patrick Chung was pretty good for that defense for several years. Well, it seemed like, uh, you know, absolutely. It seemed like the Patriots got some value late in this draft. That is one area I don't think they got the thumbs down on. Mapu, I, I remember them getting the thumbs down on. What did you think of how they handled the end of this draft? Did they get a lot of value? I think so, right? One of their biggest weaknesses last year was the interior of the offensive line. It just yeah. wasn't very good. So, They weren't able to spend a top 100 pick on it. So what's the next best solution? You just throw numbers at the position. Jake Andrews, round four from Troy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pick 117, Sidney So from Eastern Michigan. Antonio Maffi, a guard from UCLA. Those are three interior linemen that they pick in back-to-back-to-back picks. The odds are that at least one of those guys are going to turn out. And if that's the case, you nailed your day three. You're hoping somebody sticks. Yeah, uh, maybe one of these other guys can be kind of a swing lineman for you, or uh, and then the third guy m- might be a practice squad guy for you. Yep. But inevitably, with the offensive line, you've got to have one of those practice squad guys be ready to step up. Now you've got a great, you know, people have talked about for the last I don't know how many years that the Patriots really botched the draft. Sometimes I think they forget that the draft isn't just about, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and go off on this, but. The draft is not just about your first round picks. Correct. Yes. In my mind, it's not only about uh, can you get the late guys on the practice squad and then when they're on the practice squad, get them ready to play so that when you need to elevate them, they're ready to go. The other thing is undrafted free agents. Oh, gosh. You know, how, yeah. how do you scout them? How do you get them in the building? And again, can you get them ready to play? Uh, anybody from day three that you just really love this pick either because it's somebody you scouted or somebody you had yep. one of your nerd parties and you just thought, Oh man, I love this guy. Seventh round pick, maybe <laughs> two guys really quickly. Kayshawn yeah. booty, a wide receiver from LSU. If he comes out in last year's draft, mm-hmm. he's a first round pick all day long. What happened? 
had some injuries, uh, had some off the field stuff, just wasn't as productive, had a lot of drops this year. It's a sixth round pick on a really talented player. Why not? Right. Throw it. Maybe he gets back to, you know, that junior level that we saw in 2021 doesn't hurt. The other one that I really liked, and you're going to make fun of me for this one, Bryce Beringer, a punter from Michigan state, new England special teams was so bad last year that it cost them games. Like it legitimately cost them two or three wins. I thought he was the best punter in the draft and grabbing him in round six, I think is actually a steal. Well, two things on that. Number one with booty, you're playing at LSU. If you played at a high level, you're playing against serious competition. This is an interior lineman from Troy here we're yes. talking about. Yes. Secondly, with the punting game, uh, teams are going forward on fourth down like they never have before. We understand that. It's minimized a little a little bit of uh, punter's importance. But I always thought that the punting game was the most underrated part of pro football. It still really matters in the playoffs. I remember a game when Mike Cyphers of the Chargers literally beat the Colts. He would not mm-hmm. let. Do you remember that wild card game? Yeah. I think it was Dungy's last game as Colts coach. They couldn't get out of the shadow of their own end zone the whole game. Uh, I, I like that pick. And at seventh round flyer, right? Uh, Why who not? cares? Why not? Uh, just I want to mention one more draft class really quickly. Okay. I really like yeah. what the Colts did. I thought okay. Anthony Richardson was a perfect fit in Indianapolis mm-hmm. at number four. They grabbed him, but. They were also able to really upgrade their defense. They took Julius Brents a corner in round two. I would have been surprised if he went in round one. Adetambi Adabarwe, a defensive lineman from Northwestern they got in round four. I thought he was a first-round talented player. They grabbed wow. Darius Rush, one of my favorite corners in this draft. And then they grabbed a slot receiver in Josh Downs, who should start right away. Yep. They grabbed yep. the developmental offensive tackle in Blake Freeland. I thought Chris Ballard and the Colts crushed it. Tell you what, the interesting thing to me is that both of these teams really needed to have a good draft. I mean, bad for different reasons. The Patriots have kind of been wallowing in a little bit of mediocrity for three years, and their drafts have been a little bit uh, ridiculed. Shaky. And then the Colts, yeah, yeah the Colts uh, were in dire need of some talent. They got that. Obviously, they got the quarterback. We have to, you know, obviously underline that uh, mm-hmm. with their top five pick. But uh, I like this draft. I mean, it's. It's interesting to me that the Patriots would have the best draft, but you're so predictable, man. I knew, I, I just I knew it was going to be the Patriots. You know what I like. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, if you want to catch up on another team's draft, check out the Cowboys draft on Locked On Cowboys. They're talking about it over there uh, all week with Landon McCool. And then, of course, he writes for Pro Football Focus. That's at Marcus underscore Mosher. I speak of my co-host extraordinaire, and I am at Harrison NFL. And that's the last time I'll ever call on my co-host extraordinaire, if for no other reason that it's just cheesy. We'll talk to you later this week. Take care, everybody.